Welcome back to another episode of Sports with the Z and a T. I am Bryce Zielinski alongside Taylor Lattimore. We are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Johnstone Supply in Troy, and of course, Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. We took a little week off, had the holiday break, and uh, obviously it just got a little crazy. We couldn't, we couldn't really find time with you know all the postponed games and everything to really do the show because we usually do our show on Tuesday night. Well, the birds played on Tuesday night. So, uh, I mean, as much as I love you, Taylor, and all of our listeners, there is no way on God's green earth I am recording a show during a birds game. So, uh, you guys yeah, had to enough. deal with a week, a week without us. But since we last talked, something happened. And if you're watching on YouTube, I have the Godzilla Media. Fantasy football champions belt. Yes, yours truly won the Godzilla Media League after all the doubt. I, first of all, I'd like to all thank God. I'd like to thank God <laughs> for uh, for being there. Without him, this would not have been possible. <laughs> I, I would like to thank my coaches, my teammates as well. Uh, they they really they really make sure they put me in the best possible position to succeed out there. And, and really, we just did what we had to do to to get it done. And uh, here we are and back you put up to more back. points than the opponent. You know, you just went out there and did it. You know, we, we just went out there and did it. We did a lot of it, it was it, it took a whole lot of look all the way going back to the draft process back in back in August. And then obviously through the long season, it, it just feels good. We're going to Disneyland next week uh, to celebrate. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, it, it just feels good. Back to back champions. By the way, sports with a Z and a T has won the last three leagues just throwing that Let's out go. there i did say at the beginning of the year that one of us would do it uh we did it we did it we brought it home and i i said hey you know if if i couldn't do it taylor i'd want you to do it obviously you know i knew i was gonna do it because i'm best so here we are uh, yeah, yeah back to back I, yeah. champions uh, yeah. Yeah, well, a lot of luck and a lot of questionable moves luck. by your opponent. Uh, questionable moves by your opponent, taking out Hunter Henry in, in opposed to putting in Half my team had a bye week the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, and it, it, that's I very lucky that you still were it. able to do it. Yeah, I, No, I did my research oh, and played I mean, the matchups. Yeah, and... yeah, sure, sure, sure. <sighs> I'm, you know, listen, it's beautiful. I'm it's you. beautiful. I mean, I, I, I'm glad that uh, that someone from our our podcast, Sports of the Z, represents. And but and the competitive side in me is just ready for next year because I'm not going to be drafting Christian, Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey in first overall. Well, I am going yeah. to be defending this bad boy, and this is not leaving the apartment ever because um, I'm going to win it next year too. So <laughs> just. Just want to throw out there, Otis's okay, army we'll reigns supreme. Let's say it, it will not leave Otis's, this podcast. Otis's army reigns supreme, okay? Back to back, three in a row for sports with a Z and a T. And uh, look, honestly, you know, it, it was a tough week because I I mean, I, I got, I did get fortunate enough. I got Alexander Madison off the waiver wire. Thanks, Chet, for dropping him. Um, and, but then it, it came down to the decision. I also got, I had, I had a B I had been stashing a B this entire time. And I got a little nervous when they were talking about, uh, he might get cut. So I'm like, Oh, that might not pan out. But luckily, I mean, got, I mean, not luckily, but Godwin was out. Evans was out and a B it fell perfectly that a B had a, you know, slam dunk matchup against Carolina was targeted multiple times. He, he took it home, but 
I had the option to start Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Miles Sanders too, and I I benched both of them, and they both got hurt during the game. If I did, if I started those two instead of Aaron Jones and Alexander Madison, I would have lost. So it definitely was like because I was tempted to start Miles, obviously, because yep. I mean, it's that's what I did in another league and got screwed over it's, for it. It's but you can't predict the giants. injuries. No, you can't. Like, you can't. Yeah, it's the giant. Because I was debating, I was debating benching Aaron Jones. I was like the timeshare. You don't know who's getting the goal line touches. Luckily, if Aaron I'd Jones. had anyone else to do with it, I would have probably. But I didn't have anyone in my other league that I, I ended up losing the championship. But I had Aaron Jones and I had to start him too because i was like i can't what can i right. do like i don't have anyone backup who's gonna have i mean Aaron jones was your first round pick if you have aaron jones exactly. he's your first round pick yeah. this year exactly which he was mine um and i he, he, it was great until you know aj dylan started getting involved and it's been a timeshare ever since luckily i survived yeah. it but uh you know I, I just thought with the amount of money that the packers were giving aaron jones he was going to get the rock and get the rock a lot. And he did until I just don't understand why AJ Dillon has that big of a role, but I survived. I mean, this, this game, the game that they played, even like just the Cleveland defense, like it, yeah. it lended itself more to Devonte Adams, unfortunately scoring. Uh, Devontae Adams had like 28 points. Well, well, yeah, Dan from Dan from Hooters had Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there going into Sunday and I'm like, man like i i'm already down 28 points i need somebody to go off because he had cooper cup too and i'm like this isn't good this is not good luckily he has stafford who even though cup did his normal thing stafford did not and the big bugaboo really is and i don't know why i mean i get it he's a patriots fan but woof um, starting Hunter Henry over Kyle Pitts, I, I'm not sure I, why. He see, did that's that, but. Th- that's the one. Like of all his decisions, like his running back situation was always shit. So I'm surprised he was even able to make it to the championship. He didn't. He didn't like, belong in the. He didn't. He's the guy. The, the guy who you know, like sold out. Uh, sold for. Yeah, Darren I played for for Sony Michelle. All, all justice was served because this is a guy that trade now Michelle now is kind of taking over that backfield. But all year it was Henderson. He traded a backup running back for Darren Waller. Now Waller is you know, and he and hurt, he ended up but, dropping. But he, but he, he dropped Michelle. Dropping Michelle. He dropped Michelle. And, and so he didn't even have anyone to go with. He was starting Booker uh, yep. and 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 uh, started Devonte Booker. So, so, but like uh. so. That wasn't like my thing. He really didn't have any option for running back at all because he has a terrible running back situation. But and I kind of I made sure I made sure any waiver like I added Justin Jackson. Now I I wish I started him. It didn't matter, yeah. but he had thirty points. But I added Justin Jackson because I didn't even want to chance it I, before before Eckler was officially out. I was like I'm Adam. I don't care. Yeah, and the the just it blows my the decision to start Hunter Henry over over Kyle Pitts. And like I said to you before we got on, I'm like, okay, Kyle Pitts, I know he wasn't like, you know, the world beater that uh, I thought he might be coming still out. Still Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I mean, he's better yeah, than Hunter Henry. But, but, but it's still Kyle Pitts. That's what I mean. And like, if you look at Hunter Henry, I mean, like it, he did go off against Indianapolis, but that's just because he was able to get the two touchdowns because they looked at him in the red zone. But like Buffalo, like Buffalo has a very decent they enough, can't, uh, they secondary can't, in yeah. like like they were gonna they were always gonna have to run the ball in which they did and Damon Harris went off but Kyle Pitts 
just like why would you sit him and if he had started kyle pitts he would have beat you over hunter yeah yeah he would that's all it took that's all it took one decision can make or break you well and i got and i was hurting at the tight end position because i lost hawkinson for the year so i was i i threw a prayer with kasicki and uh, he got three I, points. I, I dropped Gasicki in my other league because I mean he wasn't bad, but I was trying. I mean, to in a fourteen, I, in a fourteen team league, Gasicki's a pretty good backup, so I was I, might, I was okay with it. I ended but. in my other league. I ended up starting um, a Brevin Jordan from the the Houston, and he didn't do terrible. He had four receptions for fifty six yards, um, which yeah. worked out well enough, but. I, I couldn't get over the hump because I had guys like Miles Sanders in, and then Tyreek Hill had like his worst game of the season, or one of them, only two receptions for 19 well, yards, like ridiculous. If any Godzilla media podcast out there has any, um, you know, PR requests, needs me to hop on their show and 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 really just, you know, I'm I'm going on my championship tour now. Just please send all inquiries to the sports with the Z. Uh, DM and we will contact my people will be in touch with your people. I don't, um, I don't know if you're uh, when you're having your parade or whatever, but I, I, I'm probably not going to be there. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I didn't want you there, so it's okay. <laughs> Parade's going to be me, myself, and I. I don't need you. <laughs> I'm sure it will be. Me and Otis. We'll walk down the. We'll, 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 walk, we'll walk with the belt down the neighborhood, and you know that'll be that. You know, it's just going to be the fine. Be- is the belt too big for like Otis to wear? Like, oh God, no! Yeah, this is like an actual <laughs> WWE belt. I mean, for is the people heavy? watching on, no, but for the people looking at YouTube, I mean, it, it, it's big. So uh, poor Otis, poor Otis would sink. Um, but but no, it was it was a fun year. Uh, even though you know all attempts were made for me to lose, you know first round of the playoffs, I had half my team on a bye, but that's okay. All is good, and uh, I am the champion, and we we will move on from there. Before we head to the college, I mean we have a jet packed show, and I really because I mean it's still the holiday season, we're both running with our heads cut off. I do want to try to make this a short show, shorter show, I should say, because it's not going to be a short show. It just can't be. Um, got college football playoffs coming up. The semis are this weekend or, well, Friday. Um, and we got uh, week 16 takeaways coming up. We have the week 17 preview and predictions. And, of course, our fantasy studs and duds as you're most likely in championship week for those of you in your championships. We'll give you that final advice, and we'll probably give you advice next week too if for some reason you're in a weird league like Taylor is in yeah, championship my championship week 18. My championship um, is next week if I make it there. Uh, which is bizarre, but any whomst. Uh, before we get to the college football playoff semifinals, <clears throat> do want to mention from our friends at Josso Supply down in Troy, Believe it or not, Taylor, this is our final show of 2021. Hard to believe. The holidays are here, they're moving, and they're about to be gone. Make sure your home is safe and warm this season. Thanks to Johnstone Supply and Troy. The Goodman Furnaces are now in stock. Uh, I know you've had all your families over. Something happened over the, you know, the week of Christmas, and you, you need to get something fixed. These are your guys. Goodman Furnaces are not only made in America, but they are also the perfect blend of efficiency and dependability for wherever you may live. Don't forget to clean out those air filters 
Um, you know, obviously with your friends and family coming over right now, you don't, you don't want anything to happen. Find out about ways to purify the air in your home and to adjust your air filters before the big events. Uh, you know, obviously if you're holding a new year's Eve party and you got a bunch of people over, you want, you don't want anything to go wrong. Uh, connect with the guys down at Johnstone Supply in Troy. Visit them on 6th Ave from 8 to 5 p.m. or even give them a call at 518-272-5922. Whether it's George, Tom, Kev, or James, the crew there will offer you the best recommendations for the winter season. Call them today to get that best advice on how to prepare your home for the snow and to change your boilers or furnace. Once again, call Johnstone Supply in Troy. Their number is 518-272-5922. Or leave them a comment on facebook.com slash Johnstone Supply Troy NY. Taylor college football semis they're here i mean if it seems like we were just taking a break from college football obviously there's full games left and right getting uh canceled which is scaring me yeah. petrifying me about the outback bowl penn state plays <laughs> arkansas i just hope they could get that game in uh but with covid obviously back at the forefront we hope the semifinals can go without a hitch obviously bama and cincinnati and then uh georgia and michigan is the other game uh, let's look at the tail of the tape though taylor let's let's start with bama and cincinnati which is the cotton ball down in dallas that will be at 3 30 on new year's eve um look cincinnati's 2021 2021 season will be remembered as a historic one it's the first time a group of five team got into the college football playoff and we've talked about it over and over and over again that we mm -hmm. didn't think they belong. I mean, it got to the point where the committee pretty much had to put them in. Right. However, yeah. they're facing the sec champion, Alabama. I mean, the Alabama crimson tide, um, you know, congratulations, Cincinnati is a reward. You get, <laughs> you get, you know, the greatest dynasty in all of college football. This is what um, they wanted. Yeah. This is what them and their supporters want. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is the right. I mean, this is this is what you asked for, and you're gonna get it. I mean, they're they're led by the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, much deserved by Bryce Young. They have one yep. of the best um defenses in football, but I mean, this offense is humming right now. I mean, is it going to hurt that they uh that they lost a couple of players on offense? Yes, it will. But I still think when you look at it that this is a Alabama team that is just too damn good and too explosive and too dominant. At, at some point, <clears throat> talent is going to be lesser talent. And that's what Alabama is. They have a much better, bigger, stronger team. And Cincinnati, you're finally playing somebody that you're going to be looking up to. I don't think it's going to go very well. Yeah, uh, my first instinct is in this game is kind of the same thing we've been talking about all year long. Where um, in the very beginning it was it was Alabama at the top, and that was before Georgia really established that that they were going to be the ones uh, who were one going forward until they played each other. Um, Alabama with its one loss there. Um, so I do think that ultimately you're right, and that talent will win out, and that Alabama will win this game, but. I think I mentioned it last time we 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 did this first uh, analysis like right after it came out and it was official um, that Cincinnati, for one thing, has like 
they got nothing left to lose. They already made it there. They did what they were supposed to do. It'll be a good season for them either way, just making it, like you said, as, as an historic season uh, for a team not in the in the Power 5 kind of uh, sphere. So it, it, it'll be good for them. They'll be loose, I would hope, because they really have nothing to lose. Like, if they lose, it's whatever. Like, they got there. They did their thing. Um, so I'm excited to see if they can do anything. Do I think they will? Ultimately not, because Alabama is, you know, one of those powerhouses, one of those college football absolute monsters that always has at least four, five, six, seven, eight guys go in the first round of the draft. Like, this is the team that is a dynasty. Like you said, like, they are a continuing dynasty. They're an ongoing dynasty. They have not fallen off. I think maybe, what, has it been one year where they were out of the – or have they always been in the college football playoff as long as it's Bama, been around? I think Bama. they've Bama has missed it uh, once. Once, yeah. Once. That's that's what I thought. Once. So mi- missing it once out of the five or six—I don't know how many years it's been around. Um, that's impressive. And, and this is a dynasty, and it, it's going to come down to whether Cincinnati can execute nearly a perfect game. Like that's the only well, way they're going to win is a perfect and if, game. And if Cincinnati has a prayer, and and I don't even think they have that, but if they have a prayer. Uh, they need to be led by projected first round pick Desmond Ritter at quarterback. I, I mean, really, that has a big reason why Cincinnati has been so successful this year is Ritter, who leads all playoff signal callers in yards per attempt, nearly 10 yards per attempt and adjusted completion percentage of 74.4%. Uh, this is a Cincinnati team that defensively is is pretty good. Uh, they they have they have a couple guys that can really get to the quarterback. Their pass rush is very good, and their secondary is one of the best in the nation. However, I mean, it's going to get to the point where Cincinnati's offense is going to be asked to match what Alabama does on the offensive side of the ball, and I'm just not sure that there's going to be enough firepower there to do so. I mean, it's just simply put, a Cincinnati win uh, would just absolutely shock the status quo of sports and logic out there. I mean, look, it's been a great run for Cincinnati, but I, but I think a lot of people are going to see, and it's believe it or not, it's been rare to see college football playoff semifinal games be close. Very rarely have they been close. Now, obviously Clemson Ohio state last year was a hell of a game, hell of a game. Um, But that that's been rare. And, and I think this is going to be one of those instances, like you struggled to find that fourth team to put in mainly because, you know, you you couldn't reason taking an undefeated Cincinnati out with the other cards that you were played. However, they aren't, in my opinion, the fourth best team in the nation with what Alabama did to Georgia. Imagine what they're going to go do to Cincinnati. I'm going to ask for your prediction and I think I know what you're going to do, but I'm, I'm going to go with Alabama and my honest opinion uh, my final score is 52 to 24 uh, Bama. Yeah. Um, and in the end, I, I do think that Bama will win. I mean, I can't, I can't conscientiously vote against Alabama or you predict can't. that Alabama wouldn't win against Cincinnati. Like Cincinnati. Yeah. It's a good team. You're undefeated. You're cool. Like who'd you play a Notre Dame team? That's, that's about it. Like uh, of note. Um, I mean, this is an Alabama team that has just consistently been getting better as the year goes on. And for a lot of people, everybody thought Georgia was the best team in the nation. 
I did too. What Bama did to that Georgia defense, that supposed Georgia, you know, unbelievable Georgia defense. I, I mean, that should be all you could say. I mean, this is a Cincinnati team. Yeah, you won your conference. Yeah, you went undefeated. But, yeah, okay, you beat Notre well, Dame. Congratulations. But you also struggled to the likes of, like, uh, uh, you know, Memphis and and uh, Tulane. It's like, I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah, and if you talk about who has the best player on both teams, like, you know, Alabama has the Heisman winner. Alabama has Bryce Young, and he... Alabama has a lot of things, Taylor. Alabama has a lot of things. Of course they have a lot of things. But (laughs) I'm just saying, like, they have the guy who orchestrated the dismantling of Georgia's defense. Yes. Who has has the best win in the country? It's Alabama against Georgia in the SEC title game. That is the best win anyone in the country has. Bar none. Like, it is. Like, Mm -hmm. Michigan over, uh, over Ohio State, that's a good win. That's a good win. But Alabama over Georgia, two teams who ended in the top four who are in this college football playoff, that's the best win in the country. And so, yeah, Alabama. And if I have to give a final score, I don't, I don't 49 to 30. Uh, you're being kind. Um, being kind. <laughs> it's not going to matter like, the, what, right. what the score is. <laughs> they're they're like, going to win. It's a, it's the spread is 13 and a half. Bama's going to win this game. Um, and really, the more the conversation is, who is Bama going to play? Right? We, we look at the other semifinal game, which will be the Orange Bowl at 730 come New Year's Eve. Michigan and Georgia. Now, this is going to be a great line of scrimmage game on both sides of the ball. Uh, this is two teams that want to run the ball and two teams that predicate their success off the offensive and defensive lines. Um, Georgia's defense still some think is the best defense in all of football, even though they got shredded by Bama. Um, this is a very good defense, and Michigan's defense is just as good and probably has in Aiden Hutchinson the number one overall pick in this year's draft. So on both sides of the ball, I mean, this game is going to be one about who can dominate the line of scrimmage. Um, but this is a Michigan team you know, they, they surprised a lot of people this year. They were projected to really finish theoretically third at best in the Big Ten East, not even in the Big Ten. Uh, they went and took care of business in the Big Ten outside of one little hiccup against Michigan State. They went and beat Ohio State. They went into the Big Ten championship game, handled their business, and now they're number two in the nation. And they're facing a Georgia team who – throughout the re- the entire year up until the SEC championship game was never really challenged. They were the best team in football. This is going to be a, a really, really good game and a tough game to predict, in my opinion, simply because they're so similar. These teams yeah. are so similar. They don't really like to air it out. Um, the quarterbacks are mediocre at best. Their strength is their they're, you know, you know, Georgia can get to the quarterback. They can stop the run. Michigan likes to run. Michigan's strength is the, to defend the pass and get to the quarterback. Guess what Georgia wants to do? They, they, they I mean, the, each strength goes up against their strength, and each weakness caters every other team's strength as, uh, as every other team's strength as well. Uh, I mean, before the Bulldogs lost to Alabama in the SEC title game, Nothing had really worked against that defense. They ranked second in the nation in defensive success rate, produced all-time marks in a variety of metrics. Uh, th- this is going to be a great game. 
yeah, I think this is going to be a great game. Obviously, the better uh, matchup of the two. This is one that, I, I mean, I'm going to have a hard time also um, picking a winner between the two because I, I like both of them. I mean, you look at um, Georgia, and, and, and really what it comes down to is the way that Alabama's defense was able to, to frustrate um, Stenson Bennett and, mm-hmm. and, and make him uncomfortable – Michigan's defense is going to do the same thing. Like Michigan's defense is no slouch. It's one of the best in the country led by Aiden Hutchinson. And like, he's a monster. Um, and they're, they're going to pressure Stetson all day long. And if, if they can hold out and he can play well, then Georgia has a chance. But if he doesn't, then, then that's, I kind of lean towards Michigan in that regard. And in terms of what Michigan's bringing on the offensive side, um, in terms of their run game with the, their two star running backs, um, Haskins and Corum, they're going to be heavily running. And I don't think that Georgia has really faced a team that is this rush heavy with two good backs um, before. I mean, when you look at Alabama, they are definitely a passing team. They're going to go through Bryce Young um, in that regard for the most part. Um, but Michigan, especially against Ohio State, just pounding the ball, like physical, tough running. Um, and they're going to do that again to Georgia. And if Georgia can't hold out, then then they're going to crumble um, from that side. But, you know, Georgia's defense is good, obviously. Uh, I think it is better than Ohio State's when it comes to that. So I, I think this, this game is going to be so close, I, I think. Well, and it, so Michigan's running attack is really led by Hassan Haskins, and they – they really do ground and pound. They scored 39 rushing touchdowns this year. Haskins had five in the team's win over Ohio State, led all mm-hmm. playoff teams and expected points added per rush. And this is also a Georgia defense, though, that only allow a half-yard rushing before contact, which is by far the best in the nation, which is absolutely ridiculous if you think about it. They don't even give up a yard before the defensive line can get to the running back, which is unbelievable, and have missed fewer tackles than any major conference team. Ball carriers have scored against the Georgia defense three times all year. Not three games, three times. So this is a Georgia defense that doesn't give up many rushing touchdowns. How does Michigan score? Running the football. So it's going to be really interesting to see. And then on the other side of the ball – like when he isn't being questioned and not pressured, Setson Bennett's been good. He has a 91.7 QBR uh, with a clean pocket, which is second best in the country and is actually better than Bryce Young's. Uh, but a clean pocket, to your point, that might be hard to come by considering you know what Michigan likes to do on defense. Oh, and by the way, Aiden Hutchinson is staring him down all night. Um, oh, the, the thing about this... Michigan, what? We just uh, breaking news. John Madden died last night or this morning at eighty-five. Wow. Schefter uh, just tweeted that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's sad. once once his um. We'll we'll get to that in a little bit, but um, his Christmas that that special that went out over Christmas time, mm-hmm. that Fox special. I didn't get to see it, but I heard it was really good. Yeah, I didn't get to see it either, but I saw. I saw the promos for it or whatever, but wow. damn that, that, yeah, that, that puts a little downer on the show, but, jeez. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, obviously an Breaking icon, tr- truly an icon, w- whether it's in the broadcasting booth, the coaching, the impact he has on the video game. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. list goes on and on the impact John Madden had the, 
had on the Iconic. entire uh, entire game of football. Um, Iconic is one way to put it, and doesn't certainly doesn't do its due. Dil- I mean, what words can you say on the impact John Madden had? But um, let's finish out this college football playoff <laughs> yes, <sorry>. semifinal. <laughs> I was, um, came across the board, had to, had to mention it. No, yeah, down. absolutely. And obviously people listening to this are going to be like, what? Yeah, we knew that. What? Keep in yeah, mind but, that we are recording on a on Tuesday, Tuesday night, and uh, that's when it was uh, – honestly, I'm surprised it took that long for that to get leaked. Yeah, usually when something morning. like yeah, it's usually when something like that happens, you, you usually hear about it pretty quickly nowadays. Um, yeah. But my my last point on Michigan is no one really has a good read on this Michigan team. Like you don't really know, like what what they're going to do week in and week out. I mean, basically, this is a team that started unranked for the first time since 2015. Um, you know, they 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 came out, they they won ugly, they continued to win ugly, they made a statement against Ohio State played a, a truly i think a, a less of a talent iowa team but needless to say they're the big Ten champion and here they are against the georgia team it, this is going to be a very low scoring game however i'm still going to go with georgia um i'm not a huge believer in michigan i never was i'm surprised they beat ohio state kudos to them for beating ohio state but i don't think they're going to beat georgia um I think I'm going to take Michigan in this one. I don't feel great about it because I do agree with you that this will be a a low-scoring game. It, it's going to come down. I know it's a cliche to say that it's going to be like one in the trenches, which other team has. But, I mean, it, it truly is. It's going to be one on the offensive lines, on the defensive lines. Can Aiden Hutchinson get to Stetson and, and really um, pressure him? And on the opposite side, can they make McNamara um, – uncomfortable just the same way georgia has allowed only 11 sacks this season michigan has only allowed 10 so they are neck and neck in terms of protecting the quarterback um georgia had zero sacks against uh, a pretty weak alabama offensive line um and then you know coming into this game michigan's has a pretty good offensive line Uh, one of the only one of only three teams in a, a in this year who have allowed less sacks than Georgia. Um, so it's going to be a really just a battle at the lines, offensive line, defensive line. I think that Michigan riding the highs that they have right now, I do agree that their, their big 10 championship wasn't really that much of a challenge, but they, they didn't make it close. Like they destroyed them. And as they should, after beating Ohio state, they rode that momentum. Um, I think they can ride that momentum for at least one more win. I, I think that Georgia has its issues, I think it's going to be plagued by the same types of issues it had against Alabama, whether they can stop Hutchison, whether they put too much emphasis on stopping Hutchison, which allows other people to to uh, frustrate Stetson. I think that that is also a possibility. Um, I think the run game for uh, Michigan is going to, to get it done. I, I really do. I, I just think that they're going to play power football and they're going to um, hit that line hard and they're going to open up some lanes for the running game. And I think Michigan wins this. I think it'll also be a low scoring game though. I don't think it would be the over. If the over was around 40 or something, I would, I would probably take the under. Yeah. I, I have a hard time believing that it's going to be very high scoring. Um, I I'm yeah. going to probably stick to, it literally might be like 20 to 17. Like that, that's yeah. kind of the score that we're, that we're looking at. 40 is a good I number. Even, I can see like a 28, 
21 maybe so like 40 Four, is like, i don't i don't know what the 40 is a good number i don't know the yeah. official over I it's probably in yet. the 40s i would guess it's like 44 or something maybe 40 but uh but yes yeah, so you're you're predicting a bama michigan championship i am predicting a bama georgia championship i just can't i can't stomach seeing michigan in the championship game i can't jeez oh god um, go with your head not your heart my heart still my, my head still georgia. says georgia well, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I still, I, you know, I didn't believe in Michigan, and like you were not selling it on Michigan, obviously, all year long. But that that went against Ohio State. I, I just I watched like that whole thing, and it was it was pretty impressive. And I just think if they can continue to do that brand of football, mm-hmm. I think they can beat anyone, almost anyone. I I don't know about Bama. We'll talk about that if it, when the time comes, if the time comes that they're playing Bama. But I I think that they can beat Georgia. I think they will. Well, next week we will certainly uh, we will certainly see who will be in the championship game, and we will break that all down for you. But obviously, like I said, uh, Bama and Cincinnati is at three thirty come Friday, and Georgia and Michigan is at seven thirty. So make sure you're locked in, and we will break it all down for you next week. Before we head to the NFL, Taylor, I do want to remind our Listeners about our good friends at Mohawk Honda, the current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry makes this a perfect time for you to get top dollar for your vehicle right now at Mohawk Honda. You can take advantage of that Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. They will put cash in your hand for your vehicle the same day you come in, even if you don't buy from them. Then that's a pretty sweet deal, especially for all those recent college grads or students in need of a new ride or some extra cash. Mohawk Honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles. Their large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from. And you can also check out their selection online. So if you want to do some research before you go in, you can do so as well. Stop in and say hi to Greg Johnson, the assistant general manager, Jake Hot Sauce Doyle, Louis, the VIP man Morales, or one of the many other helpful sales consultants there at Mohawk Honda. There's a great, vast selection of Honda certified pre-owned vehicles. So now is the time to take advantage of that Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. And obviously, Taylor, you know, we have some we have some uh, summaries to go here. We, you know, we, yeah, we were going two fast. weeks. <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know, we, we're not going to tackle Probably. week 16 too much, but I will. We have two weeks worth of um, Colts wins. Picks to go. Sure. <laughs> what a Eagles wins too. I mean, yeah. Well, you could have said that, but um, Colts wins. Just uh, well, yes, I was uh in week fifteen. I was ten and six. You were eleven and five. So you had gained Woo! the game on me. Let's and go. then you decided to shit the bed over uh, the holiday. Yeah. Well, um, I didn't put too much thought into it as I should have because we didn't like break it down, break it you, down. We, right, right. No, I get it. it. So, I, so I just looked quick and I was like, ah, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. Uh, you were nine and seven. I was twelve and four. So oh, I am God. now five games up. Uh, you, well, you had San Francisco beating Tennessee. That that was a difference. I had that was more I had of a hope. I really wanted that to happen for the Colts. I know like, you know, did. To try to, to try to win yeah, I I knew that. I figured that's where you were going with that. But um, yeah. I had Arizona beating Indy, so we canceled there because obviously hey. you know the Colts won. You had and I laughed at this when you sent this, but I, I I understood it because they were they were hot. But you picked Detroit to beat Atlanta. 
Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, they didn't even have golf. They didn't have golf. I thought maybe, you know. That was, I mean, that say one what you want about Jared Hadback. And in fact, it was a, not a bad game. Like, it was not not that it was a bad game. It was a bad game because these two uh, teams are awful. But, like, it was mm. closer at the end than it probably could have been. We both had New England. That of did course. not happen. Yeah. Uh, we both had the Chargers, which I don't know who I mean, wouldn't have had the Chargers. We, yeah. Um, we both had Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then it, it starts to... Uh, unfortunately unravel for you you had vegas or no you had denver beating vegas that did not happen and then you had new orleans beating miami (laughs) ian book was starting way before you even sent in those picks like i said you thought ian book was gonna beat the dolphins i honestly thought that the saints defense would do better against the dolphins and after defense was out too well you know, I didn't do my research, okay? Uh, you call me on that one. Any whomst. Um, you were 9-7, and okay. seven, I was 12-4, and four, and uh, I am five games up heading into week In my 17. defense, the Saints had just beat the Buccaneers. Like, they barely beat them, but they still beat them. I thought that they could muster some type of energy like that against the Miami, but I guess Miami is on, like, a freaking seven-game winning streak now, so... I Maybe know. To put more respect on Miami's name. I don't all know. the all of a sudden, we had a you know we went from having a top ten pick now to it's like a the twentieth pick. <laughs> but at least you know, at least we have the Colts. So we have three. We have so three sad. first rounders officially now because the Colts. You know, you know Carson before he decided to get the vid played his seventy five percent snaps. So yeah, you know, it's gonna be trash too. So. Um, honestly, once we win the Super Bowl, you know, it's going to be like, honestly, I'm making an executive decision now just based on time. We're not going to talk about week 16. It kind of is what it is. Like we'll, we'll mention some things throughout the week 17 slate from week 16 if we need to, but we really, because we're at 37 minutes. We're at 37 minutes. Two hours. And we do not want to go two hours, so we're going to go to week 17 preview and predictions. Um, if you were really looking forward to week 16 analysis, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, no, no Thursday, no Thursday football this week. What the hell? What the nah, hell? Um, yeah, it happens. It happens. It's that time of year. No Saturday football either because it's New Year's Day. So we have a jam-packed Sunday this week. uh, And we're going to kick it off with my Philadelphia Eagles heading down to Washington to take on the football team. Um, The Eagles are red hot. Absolutely red hot right now. They... I was worried for them in the the first like half ish of that. Yeah, they did. They they because it's just like I I was like having flashbacks to the the last Giants Eagles game. Oh, I, and I was like I was like why did they come out so slow against? I the think Giants? part I think part of it was they were playing their second game in five days. So yeah. I, I I think and Sirianni was was not in. He had COVID that week, so yeah. uh, you know he was back for the game, but. There, there were some issues going on there, but they, I mean, they woke up. I mean, no, the tail two halves, no. tail two halves. Um, the Eagles continue. Lately, I feel like Eagles continue to run the ball well. They currently hold the seventh seed. They actually have a scenario where they could clinch a playoff spot this week if Green Bay beats Minnesota. The Eagles handle their business against Washington, and San Francisco wins their game or New Orleans loses theirs. So the Eagles have a pretty realistic scenario to clinch a playoff spot this week. 
fingers crossed. Go birds. <laughs> um, but let's look at this game. Look, Washington's falling apart. They've given up over a thousand yards of offense the last two weeks and uh, have given up a combined 91 points in the last two weeks between Dallas and Philadelphia. This is a Washington team falling apart. Yes, they have Taylor Heineke, but this is an Eagles team that kind of sees blood in the water now. Uh, they they know that they control their own playoff destiny. Birds are going to win this game. Yeah, I have to go with the Birds here because, like you said, I mean, regardless of their slow starts, they've been finishing games lately, and um, no Miles Sanders I don't think will be too much of an issue. Because, I mean, they've been – I mean, Jordan Howard has Jordan more Howard. yards than Saquon Barkley this year. I mean – and they just brought back Kerry Johnson. A lot Johnson, of people have so. more yards than Saquon Barkley. It's been sad over there. But but, um, but my point is, number two overall pick, practice squad running back. Yeah, that that's what happens. That, that's what scares you about paying running backs. Um, but and obviously, I mean, it's been dissected multiple times. That I think we can all agree that taking Saquon at number two was a horrendous pick. Should have taken a lineman. Um, but that's Take neither here nor there. Or that too, yeah. Um, neither here nor there on that end. I do think that the Eagles will win this game. I mean, Washington is what Washington is. Um, they're going to struggle, especially against a, a, a pretty good uh, uh, Philly defense. And mm-hmm. and Heineke is just he's he's not it. Like I think we all know, as as good as he can play here and there. Can you say that again? Because, uh, you know, I know somebody that was really really high on Washington, even with Taylor Heineke this year. Okay. Well, first of all, uh, I, when I was really, really high on them, it was Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then I thought that they'd be okay with Tyler Heineke. But he's obviously not like a franchise guy. He's not a guy you build your. He's a good backup. That's what he is. And I would have liked uh, Terry McLaurin to actually have you know Ryan Fitzpatrick because I think not that Ryan Fitzpatrick is like you know like a franchise quarterback. He's not, but like he is not afraid to throw it down the field and really open it up. And I think that Tyler or uh, uh, McLaurin, Terry McLaurin, would have been. Would have been much better with that. That's really all I I liked about, and I liked I thought their defense would play better. Obviously, their defense has been not as good as I thought it would be. Dude, Eagles, Eagles win this game. Okay, L.A. Rams at Baltimore. <laughs> uh, considering we don't really know the status of Lamar Jackson, uh, it, it's been hit or miss. Really, if if he's going to play, his status is up in the air. It's going to come down to another weekend. I uh, expect Tyler Huntley would be back. Um, I'm not so sure it's going to matter this week. Uh, the Rams defense is decimated with injuries and COVID. Um, it seems like the Ravens are at the breaking point at this point, which sucks because I, I think at when healthy, uh, they were one of the best teams in the league this year. Um, or earlier on, I think this is a Ravens team that's very talented, and unfortunately injuries really took a toll on them. This is a Rams team playing much better lately. Um, they, they've really turned the corner uh, since the bye week. They, they've gotten everybody back on track, and this looks like a Rams team that could make a push for the Super Bowl again. Do I think they will? No, but they're, they're looking, they're trending upwards. I think the Rams are going to win this game. It doesn't matter if Lamar or Tyler Huntley is that quarterback. Yeah, they're in a four-game winning streak. The Rams are with teams, you know, the Cardinals in there. Obviously, the Cardinals are on their own skid, but um, and they played decently well against the Packers in the end. They got down quick, um, and then they tried to claw their way back in um, a couple weeks ago. But, yeah, with the Ravens being the Ravens' situation, we don't know about Lamar Jackson. I don't think I don't think he's going to play, but it's possible. I hope he does for my fantasy's sake. 
Yeah, I, I I don't know if he will. Uh, it seems like what is it, an ankle injury, I believe, and it's mm-hmm. it's, it's really a high ankle him. sprain. Yeah, so so maybe he'll come back and and lead them to victory, and we'll look dumb for picking the Rams. But I'm gonna go with the Rams too because even if they have Tyler Huntley, I mean, he played well that one game, but I, I, obviously we haven't seen enough of him to say that he's like a guy. Yeah, it's a good really fantasy. He's a good yeah, fantasy a play, fantasy but I don't think really run. right. But I, I, was, think I was prepared to put him in over Kyler Murray last week just because Kyler Murray and the Cardinals have been playing well and the Colts defense um, has been playing. Although they didn't have Derek Lennon, so that kind of changed my mind. In too. both my leagues, I have Lamar. I had Tyler Huntley, and uh, just to handcuff myself because I felt comfortable putting Tyler Huntley in, and then he uh, Like I said, he, I was going to start out. him over Kyler Murray because I because uh, going without Der- when Darius Leonard was still going to be playing for the Colts, I thought, you know, the Colts are obviously a defense to avoid because they they like to turn the quarterback over whether it be fumble or or pick or whatever but um and i was going to start tyler huntley and feel comfortable about it because of his upside with his running the ball just like lamar he can get a few touchdowns he had two two touchdowns through the air two touchdowns on the ground um the other week so it's it's i don't think that he'll be able to do enough though because the rams like you said are on a four-game winning streak they are hot right now they do seem to be trying to make that playoff push uh to get as high seed as they can so i'm gonna go with this one should be pretty easy. Tampa at the Jets. Um, huh. Yeah. I mean, the only thing going for the Jets is that Tampa has been racked with injuries. They don't have. Uh, they Godwin won't have Arians. Probably won't have Arians because of COVID. Lost a couple yeah. more players on the defensive side, but I don't think it really matters. Well, they did. The NFL PA did change the rule today so that they only have to have five days yep. of. Uh, of um, uh, isolation or whatever, whatever you want to call it, if they test positive, which is great for multiple teams, including the Colts. We'll get there. Um, yeah, but guess who's not vaccinated? It doesn't matter. Backs are unvaxxed. It's still five days. But anyway, they could get Mike Evans back, the Bucks. Um, obviously, Godwin's out for the season. I think Fournette's out yeah, as well. Yeah, but AB. But a, I mean, AB's back, So and you still have Gronk. Well, Godwin tore his ACL, so. so he is done. Oh, yeah, no, he's done. But um, And AB a, there, Mike <laughs> Evans possibly there. I don't think you need that much even to stop the Jets. Just AB would probably be enough. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Miami at Tennessee. Now, Taylor, I know where your heart wants to go, and Miami has been hot. However, Miami also, if you look at their schedule, haven't really been playing anybody. Um, this is a Tennessee team that still kind of sees the light at the end of the tunnel to be the top seed in the AFC. Uh, I, I think this Titans team is finding a formula to win. Now, obviously, they didn't look great um, the other week, but um, this is still, to me, a Titans team that should be they, they should be fine against Miami, even though Miami's playing well, and it wouldn't su- surprise me. But Tennessee's defense, I, I think, will do enough to Tua um, to to rattle them off. And, and the way they're running the football, even without Derrick Henry, has been impressive to see. They have A.J. Brown back as well. So uh, this is a Titans team kind of trending in the right direction um, overall and possibly could get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs. Yeah, and going back through this Dolphins win streak, uh, the Saints, meh, Jets, awful, Giants, awful, Panthers, awful, Jets, awful. The Ravens were the only team in that streak that was actually – And really, the Ravens lost that game. The Dolphins didn't win it. Yeah, and that that game was weird. Um, That was was a game – That was a Thursday night game. 
Yeah, and then the Texans right before that, and then it's the Bills were the last good team they played besides the Ravens, and the Bills beat them twenty six to eleven. Um, so I would I would expect that the Titans win this as much as I would like like them to lose because if they lose two of the next three, uh, or two of the next two, like one of the next two, no, yeah, they have to lose both actually because they won um, against the uh, San Francisco. That would be the only way the Colts could could get into the the discussion for the division again. But and also the Colts have to win out. That's also what they would have to do. But I I don't see it happening. I think the Titans have gotten the AFC South. Good for you, Titans. Woohoo. Um, we have a laugher up next. Jacksonville at New England. Yeah, um, should be a laugher, I would hope, for New England's sake. Um, although Mac Jones hasn't been playing well as of late, the Jaguars are um, one of the worst teams. Okay, Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in seven mm-hmm. games. So hasn't been seven, as bad as Mac Jones has now. been playing. It's up I thought to, it was, right. It's, it's yeah, I thought now. it was seven going into last week. Um, so it's eight now. Because that's um, so much better. Yeah, it's not. It's worse. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it, the Jaguars are not good at all. Um, you know, losing Urban Meyer, they're, they're just a... Well, let's keep our general manager, huh? Yeah, they're a trash organization right now. Um, I love that they're in the AFC South. I'll, I'll run with that forever. But uh, Patriots are going to win this game. I think they'll they'll just pound the ball down Jacksonville's throat if they have to. They don't even have to have Mac Jones do all that much. I think Patriots easily win this game. Especially with their defense going up against Trevor Lawrence, who can't throw a touchdown pass. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's go to Raiders at Colts. Now, this game... Interesting. Interesting, because the Colts are decimated uh, with COVID right now. That they um, are. Least vaccinated team in the league, or one of them. I don't know. And they're, they're, you you know, Jesus-loving, anti-vaxxing quarterback is one of them. So I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one because I don't think it matters. You know, Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger, uh, I think it's going to be Ellinger. Um, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is not, is not on the COVID list yet. If if you're, if you're contacting and in talks with Philip Rivers coming back, you're in trouble. I'm going to pick the Raiders in an upset on this. Okay. But the thing is, the thing is the news coming out today yesterday if you're listening to us it's tuesday or, though so yeah, like, that's tuesday. still kind of it's still cutting it close yeah but he can come back he can be eligible to, to and if back. he's not symptomatic he literally has to have no symptoms tomorrow yeah but what is the odds that he even has symptoms now i mean he could be asymptomatic and just tested we don't know so there's a chance he comes back obviously if he doesn't play oh you're yeah you're the colts are not gonna win um but the colts are also in a situation where they can also clinch a playoff spot by just winning. All they got to do is win and they clinch. Raiders are right spot. there for the wild card spot too. They're, I mean, they're going to be fighting tooth and nail. Oh no, for sure. I'm not saying that they're not. I'm just saying that the Colts will clinch a playoff spot if they win. Um, they don't need anyone else to do anything for them. They, they control their own destiny. They just got to win this game. Um, they were able to beat, um, you know, I, I worry about Carson. Carson's obviously the one that that's the problem because he's been trying out too. Sam Eleanor. He has Eason's, been. Eason's bad. not even on the team anymore. I don't think that we cut him. Um, so it's just Eleanor, <laughs> Good. Eleanor or 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 Phil Rivers if we can get him to <laughs> place it up one more time. Um, but there's been they uh, reports that they had talks, but or he was considering. But um, I don't think they actually are going to ask him. I think they're going to hope that. Uh, 
that Carson can come back. But regardless, we still do have Jonathan Taylor. Cross your fingers here that he stays COVID-free. Um, the offensive line should probably be back because most of them tested positive, you know, before last week's game. And so the 10, they wouldn't be eligible with 10 days, but with five days, they're going to have more than five days. They're going to have like seven or eight days. So they're going to be like right on the cusp there. I'm sure that most of them will be able to play. Um, prayers out to, to Ryan Kelly, our center. He, he lost his daughter, which is really fucked up and you feel for him, but there's a chance he comes back if he's ready to play um, this week. Um, so whether or not we can just run it with Jonathan Taylor every down, that's not going to happen. Obviously that's unrealistic and the Raiders will just stack the box like crazy. Um, but I'm still going to pick the Colts because I want them to win and I need them to win. And they have as good a chance as any, if Carson can come back, which, you know, he might, who knows? Are you going to pick the Raiders just because? Oh yeah. I, I picked the Raiders. Okay. Oh yeah. No, I'd pick the Raiders. Uh, even if the Colts were healthy, I think I'd pick the Raiders. What? Oh, yeah. Why? For what? For what? What? Okay, I need to hear this. What's What's your analysis on that one? Even if the Colts were fully healthy. Yeah, I, I the think that what just the Ra- beat the pa- Patriots and just beat the Cardinals on. We beat the Cardinals without an offensive line. That was. And stack, without our best stack the box player. to stop Jonathan Taylor and force Carson Wentz to throw the football, and good things he did usually throw the happen. Football. He, he threw the threw, football. He was against... like five of twelve for forty-six yards. He was not five of twelve last week. He was like twenty-eight of thirty or thirty-eight. 28 to 38 for 223 yards. Carson was bad. He started no, the second half. He one was for not six. Bad. Yes. And then he won the game on a touchdown throw. What more do you want on a he had no offensive lineman? You know how many offensive linemen he had starters? Nice. One. Only he, one was a better forty a better than forty-four of uh, pro took, football focus. It didn't grade. even t- it didn't even take a full year to be a Carson Wentz true there. Oh, God bless you. God I don't see how anyone can look you. at that game and be like, oh, he played terribly. Yes, he missed some throws. You know who else bad. missed some throws? Kyler Murray threw some in the dirt. And then he also threw the ball out behind him for a safety, which was the worst move he could have made. I mean, he was screwed either way. But um, he made just as many bad throws as Carson did. But Carson won the game off of an amazing touchdown throw, might I add. Better than Patrick Mahomes' is crap that uh, I saw Jeff Patrick, Schwartz. Better than Patrick Mahomes? Oh, football. That throw, oh, a, my God. Okay, so Jeff guy. Schwartz tweeted out this, like, a slight sidearm throw that Patrick Mahomes did while he was wide, like, clear of anyone and to a wide-open receiver that was, like, 10 yards out from him. And he was like, what a throw. And we're, all the Colts fans are sitting there being like, yeah, remember when Carson did that uh, on Saturday and it was an even better throw because he had a defender coming right at him and he knew he was going to take a hit and he threw it to the back corner of the end zone like 20 yards out. Yeah, that was a better throw than what Patrick Mahomes did, but they you know, they eat up everything that Mahomes does. But either way, you cannot convince me that Carson played not a decent game last week. Yes, he missed throws. Yes, he was one for six to start the second half. But did he win the game? Did he throw the touchdown that won the game? Did he make a stupid mistake and turn over the ball? No. No picks. That's all I can. And yeah, when they're dri- when he's driving down the field, when 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 Carson is driving down for the potential game-winning score, which he did end up doing, was I sitting there looking at the screen, being like, "Please don't make a mistake! Please don't make a mistake! Please don't make a mistake!" <laughs> yes, yes, I was, but he didn't. 
Like, was mm. I completely ready for him to throw a dumbass pick to end the game? Of course I was. I was fully prepared for that to happen, emotionally ready, because I thought that it might have come. But you know what? It didn't. God bless you. It did not even take you a full year to be a Carson I have Wentz to. What am I going to do? Like, he's my quarterback. No, like, I, absolutely, I, no I, I I get it completely. Uh, Kansas City. Well this year. Kansas City know. at Cincinnati. Um, look, Cincinnati was impressive against Baltimore, and they, they may be trending in the right direction, pushing for a playoff spot themselves. However, Kansas City is just on a roll. They're They're close. I mean, they're they're pretty much back to their their form at, at this point. I, I think they're finding different ways to win than what people are used to, and I think that's where the adjustment period is for some people. But this is to me the best team in the AFC. I'm going Kansas City. Yeah, eight wins in a row for the Chiefs. I'm finally on board. All right, they, they've done enough times to enough teams. The Chargers' win was good. The Steelers' win was decent. Steelers aren't a great team, but their defense is good, and they were still able to shut them down. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm fully on board. Chiefs are looking as good as ever. Um, I I would think that they're probably the best team in the AFC, and I think that our we both picked them to make the Super Bowl, and I think we both picked them to win. So yep. I think that that's that's whole you had third. Chiefs, you had Chiefs, Chiefs Rams, Rams, I had Chiefs, Packers. So. I think yours is more likely than mine, but um, I still probably. think that there's a pretty good chance that it could be we could be looking at a Chiefs victory. They've been playing well. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they they, they they have. They're gonna beat uh, the Bengals. I think it'll be a, a good game, though. I mean, the way Burrow. Oh yeah, played. yeah, the way Burrow's been playing lately, absolutely. <laughs> um, the toilet bowl was up next. Giants and Bears. Um, I guess the Bears. They they just came back and beat Seattle last week. They they seem to try to be winning for Matt Nagy, um, where the Giants just don't even have a care in the world at this point. They're going to be throwing out Jake Fromm or Mike Glennon again. Um, I'm going to go Chicago simply on the fact that they're, they're less shitty. <laughs> um, do we know the quarterback that's going to be starting for this? I don't think it matters. Goals, didn't they? I mean, yeah. And Nick. And, and Big Dick Nick carried carried it home, man. I mean, yeah, expect anything less. <laughs> yes, I do because he's been not good except for the one, the three game stretch for you guys. Um, Never yeah. doubt Nick Foles in a spot start, my friend. Never. <laughs> he's the greatest backup to ever live. He really is. He yeah, really I mean, he is made Super Bowl MVP. Like he literally is. So <laughs> I don't. I don't know how anyone can. Really? I mean, I'll, I'll take I'll take Andy Dalton, Justin Fields, or or Big Dick Nick over Jake Fromm. So, <laughs> yeah, the Giants are not good. Not not that the Bears are that good, but I, I agree with you in this one. I mean, I would take I'd take Fields or whoever over Big Dick Nick. <laughs> no, yeah, I'll take Big Dick Nick over Jake Fromm or Mike Lennon for sure. Um, could the Giants win for sure? Because you know it's the NFL and we 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 don't know shit, but. I I'm would still waiting for one of us to go win. perfect one of these weeks. I don't think it'll happen unless we Mm-mm. pick the upset. There's always an upset. So, like, unless we're picking the upsets, like, it's not going to happen. Oh, I, I already did. I, I picked fake the Raiders to beat the Colts. No, I guess that is an upset unless, you know, no one's playing. Then it's not right. really an upset. Um, Like, if, if, if Carson doesn't play, I'm going to be fucked because there's – I don't think there's any way. Like, there's just no in my no, eyes. No, if if Ellinger, Ellinger plays, is it's awful, not gonna be pretty. he's not he's not good. He's not ready. He's not. An I mean, he came from right Texas, now. so yeah. We need we need a we need a real backup next year. But nothing. We need to get Big Dick Nick. Let's go. Nothing. Ever, <laughs> nothing good ever comes from Texas. 
Um, but, yeah. So Atlanta at Buffalo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Buffalo is not Buffalo's playing great, playing. but they did just beat New England. Um, started trying to right the ship here. That I mean, they're they're fighting for their playoff lives right now. They they need to keep winning to stay in one of those playoff spots. Atlanta's been. Atlanta's like the worst seven and eight football team I think I've ever seen in my life. That I don't know how they're seven and eight, but they are. Um, Buffalo's going to win this football game, though. I feel like the Falcons are just good enough to beat bad teams, but not good enough to like beat a mediocre or a good team. So, like, if you look at their schedule, like they play the Saints and they barely won. They play the Cowboys, they get destroyed. They play the Patriots, they get destroyed. They play the Jaguars, they win. Cool. They play the Buccaneers, they lose. Like, they play the Panthers, yeah, they can win. 49ers, beat them. Lions, yeah, they can win. Like, Bills are on the other side of that. They're the upper echelon team. Not the best, but, like, they're better than the the Falcons. The Eagles absolutely obliterated on the first week of the year. I mean, this is a – they they just – they – they don't make sense to me, the Falcons at all. Um, Bills should win this game. Bills should uh, definitely win this game. They should be embarrassed that they don't. Houston at San Francisco, which honestly, to me, Taylor, all of a sudden gets really interesting. I mean, this is a Houston team that four wins, like that's that's I think that's better than anybody expected this Houston team to do. I, they just beat the Chargers. San Francisco's not going to have Jimmy Garoppolo. They're all of a sudden starting Trey Lance. Garoppolo has the UCL tear in his hand. Um, now, granted, I mean, it's kind of system proof. You hope Trey Lance can improve off of what he was showing earlier in the year. Uh, and obviously, San Francisco's a much more talented team. They should be able to still beat Houston even with Trey Lance. But this all of a sudden gets interesting. I'm not saying Houston wins. But this might be a little bit of a scare for San Francisco. I'm still gonna pick San Francisco though. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go San Francisco. I'm hoping um, for fantasy purposes and for their sake that Elijah Mitchell can come back um, and and play because he's you know he's their main running back now. Um, even though he's been hurt, if he comes back, I think their running game will be even stronger than it has been. And I think the Niners will do enough to beat the Texans. I mean, the Texans are, are not good. You know, four wins was impressive. Like that, that means you're not good, a good team. Yeah. You can play hard. And, and that chargers win was unexpected, but I got to think that that was somewhat of a chargers missing Eckler, even though, I mean, Justin Jackson did, you know, enough, but I think it was that, I think it was a little bit of chargers underestimating the Texans and thinking that maybe they could just walk in and get an easy win. And the Texans kind of punched them in the mouth and, and from then on, it was just kind of a, a route because they, they got up early. Um, but I still don't think that this Texans team is any good. Like, I really don't. I think that the Niners defense is going to um, do enough. I mean, Trey Lance, yeah, maybe if they force Trey Lance to to win the game for them or for the if the Texans try to force Trey Lance to win um, by trying to shut down any 49ers running game. But, like, 49ers are one of the best running teams in the league, at least by scheme they are. Uh, um, Shanahan is one of the – best in, in terms of in terms of scheming uh run plays but i expect elijah mitchell to be back i expect the niners to roll over the texans because the niners i think they are a weird eight and seven like like they're so close in like seven and eight for the for the falcons and 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 eight and seven for the niners but i just think that there's so much of a gap between those two teams even though their records are pretty close like only one game separates them but mm-hmm. i just think the niners are such a 
but much better team um, than the Falcons. And, and, and I think they win games against, against bad teams like the Texans. Let's go to Denver at the Chargers. Now the Chargers obviously coming off a brutal loss to said Texans that we were just talking yeah. about. Um, Denver losing to Las Vegas. I, I mean, it's to be determined if Bridge, what the expectation is, Drew Locke will once again start for the Broncos. And as long as Drew Locke is the starter for the Broncos, I'm not picking the Broncos. The Chargers should bounce back. They should win this. Keyword is should win this football game. I'm going to go with the chargers um, more so because of who isn't playing for the Broncos. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Broncos playing last two weeks. I mean, the Broncos against the Raiders barely uh, Raiders barely won, but still only 13 points. They were able to muster up and then only 10 points against the Bengals. Their offense just cannot put up the amount of points that they're going to need to, to keep up with the chargers. Um, and plus the Chargers, you would think, would be coming out angry because they just lost. The, yes, they should. Titans. Yeah, that shouldn't be a, a loss that they should ever have to take um, if they want to be a legit playoff contending like upper echelon team, which I think they have all the talent in the world to do that. They just need to put it together and, and start finishing these games. And I think they do beat the Broncos. Carolina at New Orleans. Uh, I- I'm. I'm making this pick on the fact that I believe Taysom Hill will probably be back um, and they should have most of their defense back as well. And probably their offensive line too. I mean, the saints were really bad. They had 27 players out with COVID this past week. Um, that, that's, that, that's just a lie. And that's why you saw the ugly performance on Monday night football. Um, Carolina's just bad. They're, they're just bad. Um, they don't know who their starting quarterback is, whether it's Cam or whether it's Darnold. Their defense is falling apart. They, they can't put points up on the board. They already fired Joe Brady. Matt Rule is on the hot seat. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints at this one at home. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Saints in this one as well, um, especially assuming that uh, he's back and ready to go. And the Panthers are just – they're I, – I, I, there was those many games in the beginning of the year where I was picking the Panthers because I believe that they could do a little something. Um, but at this point, they they are not. They are not a good team. They're on the backslide, and I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel for the Panthers this season. I think the Saints would win this one. Detroit at Seattle. Now, obviously, everybody is trying to be sneaky with Detroit over these past couple weeks, especially in the betting world, uh, Seattle just took a bad loss to Chicago at home. Um, you know, I, I expect Jared Goff to be back for Detroit, but Seattle is still a tough place to play, and, and Detroit's still bad. Um, Seattle isn't good either, don't get me wrong, but I, I think Seattle is going to kind of stumble into a win here. Yeah, Seattle hasn't been any point of a like a consistency that they, they they really haven't but i mean they're going up against the lions so as much as the lions have those two wins that they've gotten in the last couple of weeks it, it, it it's more of an aberration i think especially i mean the cardinals win it's just so strange to me that the cardinals just dropped the ball like that I, I i don't know if it's the lions doing anything more than it was the cardinals just losing i think um, it's the latter on that one yeah and just the cardinals like not playing up to their standards at all um but like you said, I, I think as bad as the Seahawks are, they can backwards ass their way into a win over the Lions. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll take Seattle. Arizona at Dallas. Uh, this is going to be a good game. Uh, fight for one of the higher seeds in the NFC. Um, 
Gosh, I want to take Arizona so bad. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. Oh man. Oh man. I can't. I can't take Dallas. I can't. I because I think they're so. I'm going Arizona. I'm going Arizona. I'm gonna go Dallas because I have no qualms taking them, and I think that they're the better team right now. I mean, the Cardinals just—they've been on a slide, and they're not playing their best football right now. Um, they're missing Hopkins, and that's really hurting their offense. I think at least not—not not even like that he was uh, so much of a factor. Just him being out there as a distraction is is enough of a um, is enough of a benefit to their team that not having him out there at all is really. Um, is really not doing it for them. And the Cowboys have been playing well. Their defense especially has been playing um, incredibly well the last couple weeks. So I, I, I do think that the Cardinals, who couldn't even muster beating the Colts when the Colts were so heavy shorthanded, I, I should say, offensive line decimated, no no Darius Leonard, half of our defense gone, or at least four starters on defense, I shouldn't say half, but uh, four starters on defense. And we're missing three pro bowlers, and the Colts still were able to – win that game i think the cowboys especially being healthier than the colts were last week and playing well i think the cowboys win this game i hope not because it's just fuck dallas <laughs> fuck dallas uh if the playoffs are today by the way the eagles would be playing the cowboys in the first round mm, of the playoffs that's fun. oh yeah that's oh fun. yeah uh green bay hosting minnesota on sunday night football I mean, this like, Vikings are one of those teams, man. Like, I mean, they, they're they're they are now out of the playoffs. Thank you, Minnesota, for sucking. Um, the Eagles took over the Vikings after losing to the Rams. Um, this is a Green Bay team just playing better and better each week. If you think I'm taking the Vikings on the road in prime time at Lambeau, uh, you, you just <laughs> you don't pay attention to football. Uh, Packers by a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know about by a lot, but I do know that Mike Zimmer is on the hot seat. There's a yeah. lot of talk Zimmer is on his way out. So who I knows? Thought, I mean, you have Justin Jefferson sitting at the podium saying they need to be more aggressive in the red zone, calling out the coaching staff there. Like this is this just? I mean, I saw I saw uh, someone on Twitter made me laugh. Um, some random person, um, like they were they were they were. I think they were trying to disparage because there there's been slight talk of you know. Uh, coach of the year and like Frank Reich's been in this in the conversation and he, this guy was trying to say however you feel about the coach the coach of the year is not my point in this my point in this he he listed off a bunch of coaches that he said were better than Frank Reich and Mike Zimmer was on the list and I was like I was like come on come on man you see the way the Vikings play and you see the way the Colts play I no um, I but, think there's I think there's about four serious finalists for coach of the year um, I mean you Say Frank Reich, sure. Uh, Belichick, obviously. Uh, Sirianni for the Eagles. You could, you could say Sirianni for sure. I mean, he's the only new head coach. Him and uh, Brandon Staley are my other two um, coach of the year candidates. Uh, Staley with the Chargers and Sirianni with the Eagles, the only two new coaches that have winning records. Um, the Eagles uh -huh. were projected to have one of the worst records in football this year. And the Eagles are... Uh, control their own playoff destiny so you know just throwing that out there and the colts started one and four and are now control their own play of destiny as well well that's what happens when you play houston jacksonville four games out of the year must be nice you uh, play the giants and washington i don't want to hear it washington is nowhere near jacksonville or houston my friend the giants are 
But uh, not Washington. I don't know. Washington's been pretty pretty bad as well. You make a pick. Just beat, uh, did you make? Chargers, did you pick so. Green Bay yet? Yeah, of course I picked Green Bay. All right, we're gonna go to the Monday Night Football game: Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Believe it or not, Cleveland still controls its playoff destiny. If they win these last two weeks, uh, they go to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's obviously one of those teams like uh, you just don't know what what's gonna show up each and every week. Um, this is the battle. This is like, the literally like this is the ba- this is the battle of inconsistency. I mean, really, I, what, what team's gonna show up for what? I'm gonna go with Cleveland. I, I just think Ben is done. I think Ben is done. Baker's looked bad, but Ben has been just. He he, it's like Eli Manning. He he's just pushed it way too long. Um, this is a Steelers defense that all of a sudden is you know just just not itself. Um, I'm gonna go with the Browns. I mean, literally flip a coin on it though. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Browns' last three uh games, they're all no, they're not. That's not true. I was gonna say they're all losses. Last two were losses against the Packers and the Raiders, and then they barely beat the Ravens. Um, but. All of the, those two losses were were by two points. So they right. 24 22 to the Packers, 16 Really, the, the Browns Rangers. should have beaten the Packers. Yes. If Baker wasn't such a schmuck. <laughs> yes. And so we, we don't trust Baker, obviously. But I agree with you on the other side that if you look at the Steelers, they're just, you know, uh, honestly, I think that they just want this this season to be over. Like, I, I know that they're like in playoff contention and they're right there too, but it just doesn't seem like they're they're ready for it. And even if they get into the playoffs, they're going to get bounced in the first round. Like, that most certainly will happen. Uh, I agree with you. Big Ben is old, washed. He he he's just not it anymore. He really needs to think about retiring. I would think this year, um, or at least the Steelers should think about moving on and trying to figure out maybe draft a quarterback. See see what you can do. Um, because you need a quarterback in the future because it's obvious that Roethlisberger is not that. Uh, but I do think that the Browns win this game. I think I like the Browns running game better than anything on the Steelers offense. Um, the Steelers defense has been inconsistent at best. Um, I mean, there's a possibility Kareem Hunt could come back. I'm not sure if that's uh, going to happen, but it is Monday, so he has an extra day there. Uh, but even if he doesn't, I mean, I still think the Browns over the Steelers. That will do it for a week 17 preview and predictions. And obviously, uh, I mean, we're, we're still going to keep track during the playoffs. So, Taylor, you still have a couple weeks to catch up to me, but time's ticking, my friend. Time is uh, ticking. Um, but full slate on Sunday and then the Monday night football game as well. We do have a couple minutes left. Before we head to Fantasy Studs and Duds, I do want to tell everyone about Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs Christmas mm-hmm. Eve. I was just there, got my oh, yeah. fresh cut as well. You were there Christmas Eve? Not Christmas Eve. I think it was the day before Christmas Eve, actually. Uh, they were jam-packed with appointments. Uh, they are doing a killing over the holiday season. Definitely go check them out off of exit 13N on the North Way up in Saratoga Springs. Uh, Jeremiah and the guys there are doing a killing, and obviously they have all the awesome specials out there, youth, senior, military. Uh, you can book your appointment right online. You can go and, and Pick the barber that you want. You can look at what's available. Pick the slot that 
uh, works best for you and go in there. They have multiple options. They have close face shaves. They have styles. They have uh, our design sessions as well. So whatever you want, they provide and they obviously do a great job. You will not leave there unsatisfied. Uh, you will be confident in the way that you look leaving Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. And it's not too late. Not too late to uh, too check. Late. It's never too Sorry. late for their for their <laughs> gift card holiday gift card special as well. So if you go up there, ask them about the gift card special as well that they got going on right now as well. Uh, and of course, mention that you heard about them from the guys at Sports with the Z entity as well. Let's go to the fantasy studs and duds. If you're anybody but Taylor, it is your championship weekend. Um, <laughs> and around, baby, let's go. Let's and, the championship. and if you are in the championship weekend, it might not be likely that you're looking for a massive waiver wire impact, but you're probably, you might have some guys that are on the borderline of, do I start them? Do I sit them? Uh, Taylor, give me a start for uh, championship weekend. So this is a start that I'm taking to heart as well. I'm not just saying it and leaving you out hanging. This is a guy that I plan on starting in my second round matchup because for some reason I'm playing my championship. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do a we'll do a we'll do a studs and duds session for you next week because <laughs> yeah, just for me. Thanks. Yeah. Um, well, there's got to be some people out here who are in the same situation. I mean, everyone in my league could use it. So, um, but but well, why for would me, we want to help them? No, I don't want to help them, but that's why I'm telling you a guy that I'm starting in that league. So I don't have, to I mean, you might that. want to listen to us. Just, just saying or to you anyway. I mean, I don't yeah, have the hardware. Maybe, I don't yeah, have the maybe, hardware maybe. right now, but sports with the ZNT does hopefully next year, hopefully next year. Um, but yeah. I'm going with, uh, Damian Harris on the Patriots. Okay. This is a guy who he's been up and down sometimes. Sometimes it's hard to play him because he's not consistent every week to where they really they really rushed the ball with him a lot. Um, but he's coming off a game in a loss against Buffalo, which, you know, Buffalo's run defense isn't the best. Obviously, the Colts gashed them. Um, but Damian Harris was able to go off for 103 yards and three touchdowns. Count them, three. Um, he had all of their touchdowns. Um, they put up 21 points. He accounted for all of that. Um, and I think that against the Jaguars, who, you know, their defense is nothing – nothing to sneeze at when it comes to like the, the rush, but I think that they won't want um, Mac Jones throwing all that much. Um, so I, I would hope, and I think they're going to run heavily and lean heavily on Damian Harris. Um, Stevenson might get some play in there too, but I think that Harris will get any of the goal line work anyway. So I, I think that he'll be in line for a touchdown, maybe two, hopefully two. Um, I would start Damian Harris. <laughs> I am going to go with a guy that I have fallen in love with these past couple weeks. I know who you're going to say. Amon Ross St. Brown. I'm starting him too, baby. Let's go. He is, my friends, he is a start and forget type player at this point. If there is one thing that has been consistent it's Amon Ross St. Brown. All he has done is produce at a level that rivals a majority of wide receivers in the NFL, despite having even multiple quarterbacks under center. And, oh, by the way, he plays for the Detroit Lions. Last week, he had nine receptions on 11 targets for 91 yards and a touchdown. 
while added 19 yards on two carries. He's involved in the game plan in multiple ways. Over the last four weeks, he's hauled in 35 of 46 targets for 340 yards and three tutties, has seen 11 or more targets in every game, has 23-plus fantasy points in three of the last four, with his only contest below that total coming in week 15, and he had 15 and a half points in PPR. Fire up St. Brown as at he, minimum a wide receiver two for the fantasy football championship. He even had 19 rushing yards last week. I know. Um, he had two rushes for 19 yards. He's he, in the last four games, 12 targets, 12 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets. This man is all that Detroit has, and they are leaning on him heavily. And they're playing a Seattle defense that's not very good. They ranked like 27th in terms of stopping receivers. I mean, for what it's worth, he clearly proved that he is quarterback proof, but Goff should be back this week. Yeah, and and it doesn't matter who is under center because they're still going to target him 11 times. You know, like at this point, he's averaging maybe that four game. Hopefully it doesn't stop, but like it's four games now. It is by far a trend like it is. It is happening. I think it's for real. I think if they're going to have any offense at all, they're going to run it through him. And I'm excited because I'm also starting him in that second round. Yeah, he is a steal in the uh, fourth round of this past year's draft. And um, obviously most people. is a waiver pickup. He was a waiver pickup. I, I'm talking real life. The Lions took oh, him in the no, fourth yeah, round, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but but he was a waiver wire. Yeah, he wasn't on anybody's uh, radars really. I mean, he was in some deeper leagues, maybe dynasty, like some depth. But but he's really, a potential the league guy. winner because not only yes. is he good, but he's he's peaking at the perfect time, right in the playoffs. Like yes. you can't ask for better. Let's talk about the opposite, though, Taylor. And obviously, if you're in the championship weekend, uh, you don't want to play a guy that's probably going to dud out. Yeah, I mean, this is it. I mean, even if it's, uh, you know, one of your tie- higher top round picks, but he has a bad matchup and you have somebody like Amon Ross St. Brown on your lineup that you might prefer the matchup. This is the time to play him. I mean, now, it, I mean, it, it's do or die. You're in the championship week or you're definitely in the playoffs at minimum if you're like Taylor. Um, like, this is this is it. This is it. You you, <laughs> you, you don't win. You go home. Um, who are we avoiding this week? And again, I'm not bullshitting anyone on this. Again, I have this guy on my team and I loved him and I'm sitting him down. I'm sitting him down for St. Brown. And that's Terry McLaurin. Um, I loved Terry McLaurin a lot coming into this season. I still think he's one of the best wide receivers in the game. He just is not quarterback proof. He does not have a quarterback who can get him the ball consistently. Um, I don't know if it's their scheme that doesn't allow him to, or the the fact that it's just the the fast thrower isn't that good. Even if they have Tyler Heineke going, I don't know that it'll make much difference because Tyler Heineke hasn't really gotten him involved all that much throughout the season. And if you look at the last four or five games, he's put up, 10 points once against Las Vegas in week 13. Other than that, he put up zero points against Dallas. He got hurt in that game. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then against Philly 2.1 and guess who they're playing this week? Philly. So again, they're going to, yeah, be Darius Slay, Slay on and, and, and the whole, just the whole Eagles secondary in general um, doesn't bode well for him. Um, if they have Slay cover him exclusively anyway, either way, only allow only mustered two receptions for 51 yards against the against Philly two weeks ago. Sit him as much as I I like him as a player. I'm sitting him because he, he he's just not he can't do it in fantasy right now, and you don't want to be relying on him for your for your championship. 
Yeah, he he would be a uh, tough guy to really put any confidence and in. And he's a second-round pick, like or maybe third, depending on how many people are in your league. But um, So he's a guy you, you probably took pretty high if you, if you like him like I did. I took him in a lot of leagues where I, I really did like him. And I, I, like I said earlier in the show today, I thought that it was going to be with um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Obviously, he gets injured, and, and it's Tyler Haneke and a rotating <laughs> cast of quarterbacks because of mm-hmm. COVID and whatever else. But... Yeah, he's just a guy you just got to bite the bullet and say, you know, high round pick, but you need to win. You need to put the people in who are going to get points like St. Brown. Yeah, and, and a guy that some people for me, uh, some some people have been riding the past couple of weeks and, and you kind of saw him lose a little bit of grip of the lion's share of touches last week. That's Dante Foreman for the Titans. Um, he has either 100 yards rushing or a touchdown in each of his last four games. Um Really, he is still the preferred option in the backfield, but McNichols uh, started to get some more run. Uh, You saw Hilliard get some more run last week, Um, but they're facing a Dolphins team. I mean, the defense is good. It's the strength of that football team. They're only allowing uh, 92 yards on the ground uh, this season, which is pretty good. They are... 29th when it comes to points allowed to the running back position. And by 29th, I mean, there's only three teams that give up less points to running backs than the dolphins. Um, This is tough for me. If you, if you're looking at matchups, Dante Foreman's not exactly a guy you want to trust come championship weekend. Uh, He is a risky flex in my opinion at best. Yeah. I can definitely see him struggling. Um, he's not a guy that I would want to start if I had any choice. Like, you know, some people are locked into, you know, situations like Dan where you don't have any running backs and all you can do is. is well, that's your fault for drafting poorly. Like, I mean, yeah, that, yeah, I, mean yeah. I don't feel bad for you. Like, if you, <laughs> I prioritize running backs because I think that they're one of the hardest ones to, to fill in for. Um, but yeah. Good luck to anyone who's on their championship weekend. I am still in round two, trying to make it. Had a first round bye, trying to make it into the championship and see if I can't win at least yeah, one league this year. I am in. Uh, I am in four uh, championships this weekend. I five leagues, five championships. I already brought one home. Let's bring the other four home. Um, but I love this time of year, man. Uh, I do championship <laughs> weekend playoff push in, in the NFL. No. As for the playoff push, I really just hope that the Colts are able to get their guys back, get Carson back. I don't know why he didn't just like ice lays freaking self. Cause man, that was the one that I was like anything else we could have like withstood. It like, was inevitable. Jonathan, it was inevitable. Like, missing Jonathan Taylor would have been bad, but like Neiman Hines could still run a little bit. Like he, he, he's a, he's a good enough running back, I think to win a game. But Carson was the one that I was really worried about when I right. saw it. I just, just like, fuck me. Yeah. Uh, but the news that they changed it today, um, which came that should like, help after the Wentz news. Yeah, that'll help a little bit for you guys. They'll have hopefully the rest of the team will still be there. If it's everyone else besides Carson, I, we have like a you know snowball's chance to win. But I don't trust Ellinger at all. Um, Nor but, should you. Nor you should know. you. But there's a chance we can just run it with Jonathan Taylor and not have to worry about him throwing as much anyway. But you know, that's right. Enough go of it. COVID ruins a lot of things. 
Sure does. And that will do it for this week's episode of Sports with a Z and a T, the final episode of Sports with a Z and a T in the year 2021. That's hard to believe. We're coming up on our anniversary in a couple months. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. That that's that's hard to believe as well. And uh, we'll we'll do something special when the time comes. But let's let's get to twenty twenty two first. It's can't be much worse than twenty twenty one. I will say that. But uh, say that we said that last year. We said that last year. Uh, <laughs> but but now thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Obviously, you can follow the show Twitter page at sports underscore podcast, as well as Taylor and myself. Uh, Twitter accounts at TLATS and at ZBryce21. And then obviously you can find each and every episode, including this one, on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. And Spotify, you can uh you can give uh ratings now. You, you, yeah. you can rate our episode and give our give a little review. So please make sure you go and do that. Share the wealth. Go on to Spotify, rate the podcast uh, every each and every uh, piece of feedback that we get is helpful and just allows us to put a better show together for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Just right at the top of the, you know, the main page, um, you should be able to see it. And if you don't see it right there, just click the, you know, the three little dots and it should be like, right, right there. And tell your friends about us. If you like us, that, that's another great way to just you know, word of mouth is a, as good a way as any. To or how much you hate us. Yeah, that, that works I mean, too. That works too, but preferred not preferred not preferred (laughs) and if you hate us i don't know why you're listening uh but we appreciate that if you really hate us you can tell your friends that you hate us we live in your head rent free (laughs) tell them to listen to how much they we suck so (laughs) i don't know get people to listen to us (laughs) there there we go Uh, Uh, all the godzilla media uh podcasts there's a lot of good ones there's too many to list i'm not gonna go through them all because there's no there's way too many at this point but way too many um check them all which is out. a good thing but way too many i think the merch store might be closed now but it was up for a while so hopefully you got your godzilla no, media no. merch sorry guys but... i did not i'm broke uh <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah but no it's 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 been a great run and uh we will continue to do so everybody have a very safe and happy new year out there and uh We will catch you guys on the flip side of 2022. This was Sports with a Z and a T for Taylor. I am Bryce. We will see you next year. See you next year. Bye.